We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to the Ish List, where we make lists about everything. Everything! Everything! Congratulations, bitches! You just made the list! I'm the music guy CJ Plain. This is episode number two of the Ish List. Uh, what we do here is we give you lists of random shit. Uh, this particular show, uh, my guest, who I am happy to welcome to the show, uh, his name is John Masalia. Am I saying that right? All right, got yes. that. Um, we're going to count down what we consider to be the top 10 best comedians of all time. Um, John, I uh, just meeting face to face, but we've interacted a few times. Uh, we're in a, uh, a random few random groups together, uh, Glam Rock City and a few other ones and uh, mutual love of music. So uh, had to bring them on here because I had a feeling we probably got a few of these in common. Um, so how are you today? <laughs> I'm excellent. Awesome. Slightly warmer than you. We hit 60 today in Illinois. <laughs> Bite me. <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly I haven't been outside today. I don't know how warm it is. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's cold enough that I don't want to be outside. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I went outside to get the mail, and that was enough to be like, "Yep, I'm going back up under the under the. I'm going back up under my comforter." So. Uh-huh. Um, what we're going to do, like I said, the top 10, what we consider to be the top 10 best comedians. Now, these are basically going to be stand-up comedians, um, but the lists probably will be pretty heavy with ones that, because a lot of comedians eventually end up acting, um, and uh, we may or may not have some crossover there, uh, but mostly what we're leading towards is the stand-up comedian side. Um, and I'm sure there's probably half a dozen on my list that everybody's going to be like, who? Um, but, anywho, start with you. Number 10 best stand-up okay, comedian. At number 10, I've got a lot of people having a way up higher on, on, his, on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've heard some of his stand-up, um, but he is probably the uh, he was one of the first comedians to use blue humor. Okay. And his name is Lenny Bruce. Yes. Lenny was um, pretty much the first comedian yeah. to use it. I, that's pretty much what he made his name on, and that's what got him in a whole shit ton of trouble. And, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think even before... Carlin, Lenny yes. was doing it, and George kind of George kind of took over for Lenny when Lenny died because before Lenny, George was kind of doing pretty mainstream stuff. So right. I mean, he was on TV a lot. Yeah, I was like, he was doing kids show stuff. I mean, he, he was right. doing. I mean, he was doing the Little Engine and shit before that. So that's um, right. I mean, not a bad gig to have. I mean. No. I've said before, you know, you can make fun of children's shows, but man, if you can catch a role in a children's show, them damn things last forever, and that is just a steady gig, man. Like, sure, um, you know, I I will never ever put down someone that can get a gig on a children's show because. Man, get your paycheck, bro, because, sure. <laughs> you know, like, I'm serious, like, <laughs> I mean, shit, like, um, perfect example, um, Jess from Rock Sugar, I mean, he's done voiceover work for kids shows. Really? Yeah, I mean, he does, he does Yako, he does the voice of Yako, he does uh, one of the Transformer voice, I mean, he does that, God, like, eight different famous cartoons and kids shows that. Oh, Jess wow. does the voice of. That's his main thing. That's how he pays for Rock Sugar and 
loud and proud and all the rock, you know, to be a, a musician, you got to pay for it somehow. And <laughs> the Animaniacs pretty much paid for that first Rock Sugar record. So. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, number 10, Lenny Bruce. Uh, number 10 for me, um, I kind of wrestled with this one a little bit, but uh, for me, just because he was so different and his delivery was so different uh, is Bernie Mac. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Bernie was really kind of in a class of his own, both with his comedy, the way he delivered his lines, the facial expressions that went with his lines. Um, he really was a total comedian. Like there was, he was not one dimensional. He didn't just have like funny lines. He was really kind of a really funny dude. Um, so Bernie was my number 10. You there? Oh, there you oh go. yeah, okay. I, I had a phone call. Oh, okay. <laughs> I expect Sorry my mom will that. probably call me sometime during this. So, yeah. um, number nine. Number nine for me is um, really very close time wise with Lenny Bruce, um, Red Fox. Ah, yes. I, I I've got red much much higher up on my list. So. Do you? Okay. Yes. Um, um but uh, you know, a a blue comedian in the '60s um, and the '70s. You know, Sanford and Son was was awesome. Yes. So, and I think he influenced uh, everything. Everybody, you know, Richard yeah. Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. Yes. So every. Um, Pretty much every black comedian that came after that, I think, would right. say that Red had a a huge hand in yes. what they did. Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that he was he was a giant in that in that regards. Um, yes, of what he. The way he opened doors for yes. black comedians and, and even black actors at that time, you know, he was pretty groundbreaking with the Sanford and Son show right. and, yeah, and mean, other ones, you know, so. Um, there were very few, there were, there were a lot of black actors, you yeah. know, everybody on there was black. Yeah, and very much like Bernie. I, I, I think Bernie was heavily influenced by by Red. The, the, again, sure. the facial expressions, the... The physical reactions that he had, the uh, not just the way he delivered his funny lines, but the the whole body movement that went with it. You know, the heart attack gig, and and you know, a guy that was so into comedy that ended up killing him basically when he yeah. had the heart attack on the set of the Royals. He said, "I'm having a I'm having a heart attack," and they thought he was joking. Joking and. When they realized he wasn't, <laughs> they already killed him, you know. So uh, um, you always hear you always hear the story of the boy who cried wolf, and and Red literally ended up being the boy who cried wolf, you know. Right. Um, so um, number nine for me, I know this is going to be controversial because a lot of people hate this guy. Um, very much a blue comedian, um, but a guy who. I think just as far as blue comedy goes, just didn't just walk through the door. He stuck about two and a half pounds of C four on it, just blew the damn thing open. Uh, that's Andrew Dice Clay. Um, oh yeah, you know Dice took blue comedy just to a whole nother level, you know, um, and still is. I mean, even with everything that Dice has been through, all the controversy, all of the shit. Dice is still, he's back out there building himself back up again, doing comedy. And to me, it's still just as funny. I mean, it just, the guy is a natural born comedian. Um, and a talented actor. You know, he was in yeah. Stars Born as well, Lady Gaga's dad. And he's, uh, he's going to be in the new uh, Tommy and Pamela movie. He's got a few oh, other really? acting things he's got going. Um, 
So he's got he's actually got two or three acting things currently coming down the pipe as well. So um, I know there's one on Netflix he's in, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, he's he's doing the acting thing too. So um, number eight. Number eight. Number eight. I saw him. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I live in the Peoria, Illinois area. We have a comedy club here. Okay. And we get. We get some. Maybe you know. Maybe not the people that are filling theaters, arenas, but we get like older comedians that are sort of used to be A-listers, and we got this guy, and he told the most filthy joke I've ever heard. <laughs> And I love him for it because I love to repeat it to people and watch their heads explode. And it's Gilbert Godfrey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Gilbert. Um, Gilbert is... God, Gilbert is really... It's hard to put into words, uh, Gilbert. Gilbert is... He's so unique. You know, and he is a very, very talented comedian. Uh, My favorite part of his stand-up is when he takes the serving trays. And he does the whole thing with the serving trays where he's like, Dolly Parton at 20, Dolly Parton at 40. You know, and he does, I can't think of exactly how he goes through it, but um, I do laugh hysterically when Gilbert does stand-up and... His voice and his podcast is really amazing as well. Um, really, I haven't heard it. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He really is. So, um, and I just remembered one, and I got to knock one off my list to put him on here because I'm going to kick myself if I don't. I'll figure this out as I go. Um, Do you want to hear his most disgusting joke? Is it the? Uh, it's the. Um, it's not the family one. No, it's the, the. Isn't it the one about the um? Oh, I can't think of what the hell it's called. It's it starts with an A or something like the. I can't think of what it's called. A lot of famous comedians have. Oh, I know what you're talking about the. Uh, uh, where he talks about the mother's jerking the son yeah, off and the dad. Yeah, yeah. The one uh, that it, it originally started in in the freshman movie and. Kind of snowballed yeah. from there, but Shit, I can't think of the name of that. That's the. Uh... I, I, it's it's got a famous name, and I can't even not, not even think of it. I know dozens and dozens of comedians have kind of told their own version of it and whatnot. Right. And, um, the uh, his joke, I, I actually heard this on Sirius Radio, which amazed me. Uh, Gilbert says, "You know what my you know what I hate about eating my dead grandma's pussy." Is hitting my head on the coffin lid. <laughs> it's that sounds about like something that Gilbert is, would say. Oh my god! Um, and then we, I was able to see him in Fiore. He was really good. Yeah. My number eight. I think I'm going to change. Um, I had I had Ralphie May, but as you were saying, comedy club and all of that a name popped into my head that I had totally forgotten about. So I am, I'm pulling an audit here. Uh, my number eight is not going to be Ralphie May. My number eight is going to be Christopher Titus. I had totally I've, forgotten about him. And I've never seen him, but I hear good things. Oh, I have seen Chris multiple times. Chris is really one of the funniest guys and what makes Chris funny is even though Chris is a raging liberal politically 80% of what he says is more conservative than it is liberal when he talks about really? when he talks about uh giving kids trophies uh participation trophies when he talks sure, about sure. Stuff like that. So much of what he says just sounds like what a raging redneck conservative guy would say. But Chris does it in a way that really 
And it's fine. Like, I don't care about the political thing. Chris is just a funny dude. Like, Chris, the way Chris delivers a joke, the way he can raise his voice to that high pitch and the kind of shriek that he does, it's funny as hell. Chris is fall down funny. Um, just, I, I like I said, as I sat here doing this list, I was trying to get all the people in, um, you know, I, I, he just totally... Um, skip my mind, so, um, so yeah, my number eight is Christopher Titus, uh, <laughs> number seven, <laughs> number seven for me is another, uh, comedian, one thing I, I noticed about my list, which I, I found was somewhat sad, was seven of my ten are no longer on this planet, oh, yeah, and this next one is was a guy that was um I saw him on HBO and then one night in March of twenty twelve I had a friend come in from Nashville and we needed something to do so we went down to the comedy club and this guy was there and he blew our minds. And and then and six months later he died in a car accident. His name was Robert Schimmel. Okay, yep. Fantastic. I know who um his whole his whole life story is like he like he beat cancer twice. Yeah. He lost a child to cancer, just up and down. And then he dies like at age 60 when he died mm. in a car accident. The car was driven by his uh daughter. Life Life can have a a sixth sense of irony. Um, yes, I, I was watching the first forty eight the other night, and um, there was a story about a veteran. He went to Afghanistan three times. He was twice in Iraq and survived every one of them to come home and get robbed for a pair of shoes and shot and killed in the street in Portland. Oh my god! And I was like. What kind of sick irony is it that you have survived the battlefield of war six times and you die in your hometown over a pair of fucking Nikes? Like, that's just... The, that's horrible. Yeah, it's just it's just a, the sickest sense of, of irony. Like, like, like this guy, you know, you beat cancer, you lose a kid, you get past all of that, and then fucking cancer kills you, you know, or some shit, it's just, or a car accident kills you, um, you know, it's just, yeah, um, so number seven, Robert Schimmel, number seven for me, uh, is the only, a Latino on my list, and, uh, it's gotta go to George Lopez, cause, he's I, hilarious, yes, I, I love agree. George, um, you know, George is just, Again, another guy politically I probably don't agree with, but I don't even care because um, George is just freaking funny. Like, you can't not like George, you know. Um, so the bits that he does about his about his grandma, you know how yeah. he had to <laughs> just the family thing grandma. in general. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Diana Ross has my sweater. <laughs> Diana Ross has my sweater. Oh, hilarious. Oh. <laughs> Number six. Number six for me is the only woman on my list. Uh-oh. Not be, and, and there were other, I had, I left off some new, I like, I like Nikki Glazer. I like Whitney Cummings, but they didn't make the list. Yeah. This is the original Joan Rivers. Okay. Okay. She was doing stand up. I, I think she was the only one. I have one woman on my list as well. It is not Joan Rivers, though. Um, it is somebody that most people are not going to know. Uh, but I promise you, she is the funniest woman I have ever seen. And uh, one of the sweetest women. Um, so, um, number six for me. Another one that most people are probably not going to know. Uh, this one for me was very important because being the son of a truck driver... Um, this was really my first introduction to stand-up comedy. Um, 
this was the comedian who got me into more trouble than any comedian, all the comedians on my list put together. Um, first seven years of my life, I lived in a Peterbilt truck with my dad. We traveled the country. Uh, I finally got to an age where I had to attend school, so I went to my grandpa's house. Um, but by that point, um, I had spent seven years around truckers and whatnot, and I knew every joke that Gene Tracy ever told. Really? I've never heard of him. Gene Tracy was famous for being a truck stop comedian. He was the truckers. If you ask a trucker who Gene Tracy is, they'll tell you immediately. Uh, he really? wasn't widely known outside of the trucker community. Um, but Gene Tracy had some of the most Insane jokes. Uh, Gene Tracy uh, is the one who wrote the joke about Hurricane Gussie. He wrote the joke about the rectum stretcher. Um, the the joke about um, there's there's so many jokes. Have you ever heard the joke about the rectum stretcher? I have not. Truck driver, twenty five years, drives truck. He retires, decides that. He still needs a little bit of income, so he gets a job. First morning, he's supposed to go to work. He's late. He wakes up late, and he's in a rush, and he goes screaming down the road in his car. He takes a left. He crosses over a bridge, and as he crosses the bridge, there's a state trooper sitting there, and a state trooper pulls him over. Trooper comes up, and he knocks on the window, and he says, Hey, boys, where are you going in such a hurry? Trucker says, Oh, officer, you won't believe it. He's like, I got a new job on my first day. I'm already late. Trooper says, well, what new job do you got? Trucker says, I work over at the hospital. And he's like, I'm a rectum stretcher. Cop looks at him with big eyes. And he's like, I've never heard of that. He's like, what exactly does a rectum stretcher do? He said, man, I get them in the room. I bend them over the table. I get their pants down. I start with one finger, two, three, four, five. I get the whole hand in there. Start with the second one. I stretch that damn thing out until it's six foot wide. Cop standing there looking at him and goes, holy shit. What do you do with a six foot asshole? Guy says, I give him a radar gun to make him stand on the end of a bridge. (laughs) 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 That's the kind of joke. A lot of the jokes Gene Tracy did were about the state police, the DOT, about other truckers. Um, If you've ever heard a joke about Swift truck drivers, probably originated with Gene Tracy in some form. Okay. Um, If you've ever heard a trucker joke in general, it probably originated with Gene Tracy. Um, there are huge parts of what Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy do that is very, very much like what Gene Tracy did. Um, so if you like Larry the Cable Guy, if you like Jeff Foxworthy, uh, Ron White, um, Ron White's delivery is very much like Gene Tracy's. Um, Gene's typical thing was is he would he his shows were generally in social clubs so he always had a glass of brandy in his hand and it was kind of uh, Gene Tracy was very much a Jackie Gleason type of character uh, more of a southern like if if Jackie Gleason was a southern trucker it would have been Gene Tracy basically so that's kind of I guess the best way to put Gene Tracy, all of his stuff is on YouTube. You can listen to it. Um, I will warn everybody, it is not politically correct. It was recorded in the 60s and the 70s. Oh, um, sure. So you are, you are going to hear things like you would any other comedian on this list that at the time was probably considered appropriate, but <laughs> not so much nowadays. Um, sure. But um, yes, so Gene Tracy is my number six. I just saw to somebody else that's not on here either, and I'm going to have to do a second episode because I'm remembering people. Number five. <laughs> I've got another uh, guy, older guy. Um, I think what was his, he had a nickname, Mr. Wonderful, is what Carson used to call him. Um, I would have I loved to have seen him and been heckled by him, Don Rickles. That is exactly who I was just thinking of. Yes. 
He was actually known as Mr. Mean, not Mr. Wonderful. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, Don was... Yeah, I, I actually, looking at my list, I was like, uh, it's exactly who I just thought of. It was like, how do I have Don him on my list? Yes, Don Rickles was... Yes, Don was a one of a kind. There's a fantastic documentary of him yes. on Cinemax or Showtime right yeah. after he died or right before. Yeah. Great. One of a kind, one of a kind. No, nobody... When I, when I see Jeffrey Ross... Like Jeffrey Ross is probably as close as you're ever going to get to Don again. Yep. Um, yep. But even Jeffrey, as funny as he is, he just doesn't have what Don had. Like Don was just really in a world of his own. Like Don and and totally po- politically incorrect. Yes, but not ever in a mean way. Like Don, right. Don would always explain. You only roast the ones you love. And he would do it in a way where it was completely mean, but he always added at the end, you know, we only do this because we love you and blah, blah, blah. Right, and, right. Um, There's no hate behind it. Yeah, like, like you know, he, Nipsey Russell, you know, he just talked all that trash about Nipsey Russell, and Nipsey would be in tears. Um, Sammy Davis Jr., you know, right. I mean, he called Sammy everything but the N-word, and I think he did that a couple of times, and Sammy would be in tears laughing at him. You know, he right. called Dean Martin everything in the book, and Dean would be in tears. And, um, you know, Lisa Lampanelli is another one who is so good at that style. And, right. Um, but, yeah, the, nobody will ever match, match Don. Like, Don was really in a world of his own, and... I am totally kicking myself for not having Don on my list. <laughs> I, I really am. Um, number five for me um, is Richard Pryor. Because of not just the stand-up aspect, but his work as a writer. Uh, a lot of people don't know... Um, Blazing Saddles with Bell yep. Brooks. Richard was supposed to play the sheriff in that. And the studios wouldn't let him. They thought it was inappropriate, yada, yada, yada. But Richard wrote a large part of that script with Mel. Right. So most of the jokes that everybody thinks are so blatantly racist, and while they are, they were supposed to be, they were a parody, Richard actually wrote those jokes. So those jokes were written by Richard Pryor. Um, It wasn't Mel Brooks sitting there writing all of this down. Mel just kind of stepped back and said, hey, build this character out. And, you know, I mean, Mel Brooks probably has never really done stand-up. But if he was more of a stand-up comedian, Mel would probably be my number one. Because Mel is just another character, much like Don, that just... So far in a, in a class of his own, you know. Um, so my number five is Richard Pryor um, okay. for so many reasons. And uh, let me say, I can't wait to see this Richard Pryor movie, this biopic that they're making. Cause, um, is it going to get done? I My understanding is it's supposed to be almost complete. Uh, Mike Epps is the one playing him, which I am personally... The last thing I heard was the family was fighting over money. Like, oh. who was going to get the money? Yeah. That doesn't shock me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I know Mike Epps is supposed to be portraying him, and I've seen bits and pieces. I've heard and, that also. Um, I'm perfectly okay with Mike doing it. Mike is yeah, I am too. I very like Mike funny, Epps. and I think Mike will... Um, I think Mike is going to surprise people the same way that Eddie surprised people playing Dolomite, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, I, I think, I think Mike has the ability to be much deeper than just that sort of stoner, goofy character that he plays. Sure, sure. Um, so, um, number four for you. Number four, I have a a relatively new guy. He is alive. Um, and I, I, uh, he, he is, he is, in my opinion, 
Trubisky is our generation's George Carlin, and that's Bill Burr. I I can't disagree with that. I think I think very much Bill and Dave Chappelle kind of go back and forth over who is more George Carlin-ish, but both of them definitely are equally to me carrying that right. legacy of what Carlin started. But Bill very much, yes, Bill. Um, I have not seen a whole ton of Bill's stuff. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I love everything he does, and I, I do think Bill is hilariously funny. Um and probably, you know, if we did more than 10, uh, he may appear somewhere. But, um, yeah, I, I can't disagree <laughs> with, with Bill Burr. Um, number four for me is my only female on the list. Um, a name that many will know, maybe some won't. Uh, her name is Thea Vidal. Um, Thea is... Thea is a black female comedian. Um, I went to see my number two, and she was opening for him. And I knew her from before that. I had heard her stuff, and she had a a very short-lived TV show uh, back in the 90s. And um, I knew she was funny, but I would never seen her stand up. And... I laughed so hard, my sides hurt for a week. Just one of the funniest women I've ever heard in my life. Um, Got to meet her after the thing. Total sweetheart. Um, One of the kindest women. Um, Ended up actually going to dinner with her and my number two the next morning. Um, Totally unplanned, but it turned into a hilarious day and there's a whole story that goes with it um but um yeah <laughs> Thea Vidal is my number four and if you don't know Thea look her up because I promise you will laugh um okay she talks about weed a lot she talks about her kids a lot um one of her famous things is she has three kids and she refers to them as hellfire, damnation, and pestilence. <laughs> she's like, pestilence come home one day from school. She's, you know how these schools put in all this dumb shit in your kids' head? She's like, pestilence come home one day, and she thought she was going to be all cocky to me. And she said, Mama, the school told me from now on, that if you discipline me any way physical, I can call 911. Thea says, honey, you can. You just got to get to the phone first, bitch. <laughs> and the audience just roars, you know. And she doesn't mean it, but the way she says it. I mean, she's that. Sure. She's very much a Medea type gotcha. character. Like, she's that. Very strong, very, um, but she's so funny and she really yeah. is just a kind woman. And, um, yeah, that's my number four. Thea Vidal. Cool. Uh, look her up. Number three. Number three, we just talked about, um, probably the right now, the greatest comedian out there, Dave Chappelle. Yes. Yeah. Dave is, uh, I, I admire the hell out of Dave. I really do for what the the witch hunt <laughs> that they have put Dave through, man, over the silliest stuff is just I, um damn it. And there's another one that I, another one that I fucking forgot. Just thinking of Dave, I just thought of somebody else that's not on here. Man, I should have done a top twenty on this. Damn it. Um, you could, we could have. I, 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 you know what, dude? We're, I, I wrote like thirty comedians throughout it first, and then I had to like weed out, you know. You know what? And then I felt horrible about it. Keep that in mind, because we may have to do a part two to this. Because as we're yeah, doing I this, do I'm thinking of other people that I'm, I'm like, damn, I don't have him on my list. And somebody much like Dave just popped into my head, and I'm like, I don't have him on my list, and I'm not taking my top three off. So, you know, um, we were talking about doing different lists. 
Yeah. You were talking about blazing saddles, and that made me think of three uh, people that I don't know that they did stand up, but are great comedic actors. And it, Carol Burnett. Yes. Tim Conway. Yes. And Harvey Corman. Yes. From Blazing, and he's, he's awesome in Blazing yeah. Saddles. And Gene Wilder. Yes. It, yeah, know, oh, so. totally, totally. So. Everyone in that's the thing with Mel Brooks. To me, that's why Mel is in a class of his own. Mel always not only wrote funny, funny shit, he always had the best people to play the roles. John Candy, Rick Moranis, Gene Wilder, Harvey Corman. He always just had the perfect cast for those shows. You know, the the funny it's good to be the king you know there's so many quotable lines do you think they're doing the history of the yes. world part you think that'll be worth a crap you know here's my here's my take on this very quickly if they leave him the fuck alone and let him do what he does i know he's co-writing it with wanda sykes oh really if they leave him and Wanda alone to just do what they're good at, I think it will be absolutely hilarious. The question is going to be, one, where are they going to air this at? Because right. if they're going to air this on Netflix, they're going to get a lot more leeway than they're going to get on, say, Paramount or one of right. the streaming channels. And two, how much are they going to interfere? Because... Right. Potentially, this is probably the last thing that Mel does. I mean, face yes. it, what, Mel's what, 96, 97 years old yep. now. Um, so we're, we're looking at, as much as it breaks my heart, and I will cry, I will cry like the biggest baby ever when Mel passes. Um, you know, and, I, and I, we do this celebrity death, death pool thing every year, and I never put Mel on my list because I absolutely refuse refuse to jinx it um but yeah if they leave him alone leave him and wanda alone i think it will be brilliant question is going to be whether they give him the leeway to do what he's good at i don't think they will i i'm not holding out high hope but i'm hoping that it's as funny as you know i think mel deserves it i think after everything he's done for hollywood after everything he's done for comedy and being as old as he is, and knowing that it's his last thing he's going to do, I hope they just leave him the fuck alone and let him have his one last hurrah. Because um, he deserves it. And we've waited, what, right. 30 fucking years for part two to this. So, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, my number three, you already mentioned him at uh, number nine. I got him at number three, and that's Red Fox. Um because of how important he was. Oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it froze up for a second. Oh. So, did you hear my number three? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, let me repeat that then. Uh, my number three then, uh, you already had him at uh, number nine. Uh, my number three is Red Fox. Okay. Um, I have him at number three just because of how important he is to stand-up comedy, who he was, who he influenced. Um. You know, he just, he's my number three, hands down. So, and uh, almost my number two, but my number two, because I got to meet him and hang out with him and knew him on a personal level, he eked by Red just a hair. So, um, yeah, my number three is Red Fox. Um, Number two. George Carlin. Okay. I can't, yeah. I mean, he, yes. him and Pryor's, you know, yeah. every, anybody in the 70s, 80s, 90s, they set the standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, my number two uh, is a gentleman that I went to see. Thea opened for him. Uh, it was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, if it wasn't bad enough, Thea had my size hurting. Uh, this guy come out and just wrecked the joint. Um John Panette. Um, 
John Pinnett, big guy. Yes, he was in. Yeah. He was in the Final Revenge of the Nerds. He was in the One Punisher movie with uh, Thomas Jane, and um, he 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 was the one who did a lot of the jokes about buffet. Show me the buffet. Was he the one that he, when he did the? Did he go to? Uh, you go now. Yeah, yep, yep. You go, go now. now. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You hit three hour. How you hit three hour? Oh. You eat everything. You go now. <laughs> yes, that was John Panette. Um John, after the thing, John stood in the lobby. Oh, he froze up a minute. Come on. Holy cow. Oh, there we go. go. <laughs> I'm having a lot of problems with Zoom lately. Um, anyways, after the show, after seeing John, um, John stood in the lobby, him and Thea, and they were greeting everyone as they left, which to me was such a classy thing because a lot of comedians make themselves available <clears throat> and whatnot, but John and right. Thea... Almost like when you leave church, they posted up at the fucking door and they were greeting everyone as they left, which to me wow. was crazy. Like, God damn, you know how long that's going to take? But it was cool. Um, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to mess with John. Not knowing that John would literally take me up on it. Oddly enough, the next day in Little Rock, they were there for like four days. And the next day in Little Rock, they were having the World Barbecue Championship down at the riverfront. So I mentioned to John, I said, hey, I said, oh, this is probably a long shot. I was like, but you know they're having the World Championship of Barbecue here. And John turned and he's like, Barbecue, you say? And I was like, yeah, down at the riverfront. And he's like, get in the car. I'll drive. <laughs> I was like, what's well, not? Oh, my God. He's like, it's not till tomorrow. He's like, what time? And I was like, 10 a.m. He's like, good. It gives us time to have breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Okay. I was like, um, do you have a car? And he's like, no, I don't. I was like, well, would you like me to drive? And he's like, 8 a.m. at my hotel. So him and Thea both came along, and we had breakfast, and we hung out the whole day. And it was such an amazing, like I said, just two of the most wonderful, kind people. And um, I love them both to death. And when John died, I cried. He was so funny. Everything John said was funny. Um, Brilliant actor. Hell of a singer. He was on Broadway. Um, really? Yeah, he was in Hair. He actually played the 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 big female character from Hair, um, which oh, wow. was another whole funny comedy thing because he did the whole routine about you know having to be fitted for nylons and you know he's like, have you ever seen a fat guy get fitted for nylons? <laughs> oh wow! And he does the whole thing about having the you know, clip his toes and having to have a whole team to hold him down and clip his toenails. And it's, he's just, uh, just a hilarious, hilarious guy. Um, and I, I miss his comedy so much. Um, if, if, again, if you've never watched John Panette's stand up and you will, you'll laugh until you cry. There's just no way around it. Um, and we're down to our number ones. So, Number one on your top ten best comedians. My number one is uh, my home, my hometown guy. He just had a birthday. His eighty-first birthday was yesterday, and that's Richard Pryor. Okay, Richard Pryor. And you know, you said um, eighty, you said eighty-one, and I just thought of another comedian that's not on my. <laughs> we definitely got to do a part two, dude, because I'm... Oh, I, le- I left so many yeah. off this list that I feel horrible. Like Robin Williams. Great stand Oh, my God. I yeah, didn't even I, think I, about him. Um, Jesus. Norm MacDonald. Yes. Chris Lewis Rock. Black. Lewis Black. I just thought of Lewis yes. Black. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's just... 
I yeah. saw Rolling Stone did a best 50, and that's probably <coughs> about right. You can get yeah. 50 really, really, really good ones in there. So, yeah, um, I grew up, you know, I'm a, a child of the 70s, so hearing Richard Pryor albums and seeing him on HBO when I was a, like a preteen, like 12, blew my mind. My number one, you mentioned them at number two. Uh, I have them at number one. That's George Carlin. Um, yeah. I can't disagree every, with that Everything, if you know me as a person in real life, you know everything I say is heavily influenced by what George did. The sarcasm, the making fun of dumb things people say. Um... George was just so far beyond the pale of what a normal comedian should be able to do. Um, George could take the most serious topic and make it funny. Like, no matter how political George got, it was funny, you know. Um, And there's so many things that George said that today, even years later, you know... Um, are hilarious. The, the the part about comedians with one name, you know, where he makes yeah. fun of Sting and Cher. He's like, it's bad enough. He's like, it's bad enough we got to put up with their shitty-ass comedy. He's like, but with only one name, you can't look him up in the phone book to get a goddamn address to go throw a bomb through their living room window. <laughs> you know? Um, it's just... And, and I do it all the time. His whole thing of, here's another list of comedians who deserve to be beaten with a bag of ball-peen hammers, you know, or I'll say, you know, here's here's another this, this or this, or, you know, you should be, you know, you should be beaten with a pillowcase full of something or another, or, you know, and I totally will admit I completely stole that from George, and I'll continue to, because just a funny guy, even... You know, even his small little parts that he did in the, the um, Kevin Smith movies, like in Dogma, you know, right, the, right. the TV show that he did, um, you know, George was just, he was so far ahead of the curve um, right. with, with it. So, yeah, George Carlin is, like, that was the first one I put on my list. I wasn't sure about the other nine, but I knew George was going to be my number one because... Yeah. As funny as That's everyone else was, or is, and as much as I love John and Thea and Red, they really aren't close to George. Yeah. And, um, I think even if you sat them down and asked them, they wouldn't put themselves sure. <laughs> with George. Sure. I mean, they would say that George was probably, um, you know, funny as shit. So, um, yes. So, let's recount this. I would do his first. At number 10 for John's um, top 10 best comedians, we have Lenny Bruce. At number 9, we have Red Fox. At number 8, we have Gilbert Godfrey. At number 7, we have Robert Schimmel. At number 6, we have Joan Rivers. At number 5, we have Don Rickles. At number 4, we have Bill Burr. At number 3... Is Dave Chappelle, Chappelle, number two, George Carlin, and number one is Richard Pryor. And on my side, counting down from ten, I have Bernie Mac, Andrew Dice Clay, Christopher Titus, George Lopez is number seven, Gene Tracy is number six, Richard Pryor is number five, Thea Vidal is number four, Red Fox is at number three. John Panetta's at number two. And at number one for me is Mr. George Carlin. So, uh, yes. <laughs> that is the top ten uh, ish list of the top ten best comedians. And there's going to be a part two because, um, yeah, just sitting here, like I said. Was, yeah, that's. And, and a couple you mentioned that I didn't even think of that probably would have been on my list because 
Had I thought of it, Robin Williams would have definitely yeah. been on my list. Um, Whether you like him or not, Jerry Seinfeld. I, you know, that's a funny thing. I've never heard Jerry say anything to me that was funny. Really? Jerry okay. is just not a funny comedian to me. As an actor, okay, uh, but Dane Cook is another one that a lot of people love Dane Cook, and I watch Dane Cook, and I'm just kind of like, okay. Was Dane's it- one of those comedians, though, that's up there on the Carlos Mencia thing. His, uh, he, he's been accused of, of borrowing material. But you, you know what? I, and, and I'm going to say this. now that Since you brought it up, I'm going to say this. Every comedian, I don't care who you are, even George Carlin, there were jokes that George told that were not 100% original. You get ideas, you run with them, you put your own twist on them. You know, Don Rickles did a lot of comedy that, you know, Orson Welles and other comedians used in their routines. Comedy is kind of like music. Like sometimes, okay, great. You know, yes, maybe Ari wrote or had the idea for that joke. But I'm going to be honest. Ari's not funny. Ari, to me, comes off as a... After Ari did the 42 movie and the Onion movie, to me, that's just... It was repugnant, okay? It was them trying to be Mel Brooks and falling flat on their face, okay? Yes, we're going to do everything to be offensive, but Mel was offensive in a way that was funny. You guys are just being offensive to be assholes, okay? Carlos, maybe he didn't write the joke, but he delivered those jokes way funnier than Ari did. And the same with Joe Rogan. Look, I'll get on a small thing about Joe Rogan. I'll give Joe all the credit in the world. He is an accomplished fighter. He is a hell of a podcast host. But when Joe went into Carlos like that, about that whole thing, and then turned around in his first comedy special, when he did the Noah's Ark joke, making fun of religion, and goes, does anybody really believe this? You'd have to be completely freaking retarded to retune You'd have to be like, eh. And I was like, you just fucking accused Carlos of stealing a joke, and you literally just fucking stole Carlos's fucking joke, bro. Like, what in the... Ugh. You know, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't mean to yell. Yeah, like, it just... It... it I like Carlos. I really do. I like Carlos's timing. I think Carlos is very funny. Is Carlos 100% original? No. George Lopez isn't 100% original because where do you draw the line when you're telling jokes about building a wall? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, are you the only person to ever tell a joke about building a wall? No, you're Mexican. You've done it. You know, there's there's half a dozen Hispanic comedians that have told jokes about building a wall. Just like when sure. it comes to black comedians. How many black comedians talk about smoking weed? All of them. Eddie Griffin. Right. Richard Pryor. Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Cat Bruce Bruce. Cat Williams. So, are we going to draw the line? Oh, whoa. Uh, Eddie Murphy told a joke about smoking weed, so now everything else. Bullshit. It's just, just let them be funny. Who cares if it's original? You're not there to nitpick over. Comedy is not supposed to be infighting. You know, that's the, that's the cool thing about comedy. When you go to a comedy show, you're supposed to laugh. Right. I don't care if it's original. I really don't. I want to hear a funny joke. Now, if I recognize the joke, great. I recognize the joke. We laugh along. Maybe they have a different way of delivering it. Not everybody delivers a joke the exact same way. 
you know, um, like the, the joke I, we were talking about earlier with Gilbert, you know, here, here's a joke, it's supposed to be the most famous joke of all time, and you add 20 or 30. The aristocrats. The aristocrats, that's it. I, aristocrats, I couldn't think of yeah. it. Yes, the yeah. aristocrats. But I think the, the joke is they all, that, that it does get passed around. Right. Because each comedian wants to make it worse than the previous. Right, exactly. So the, so, the most disgusting you can make it, the funnier it is. Right, and that's, and that's the whole point. Is look, jokes get passed around, ideas get passed around. The whole thing between Carlos and Joe and Ari, to me, that was ridiculous. That was gatekeeping to me, and it just it made me not really like Joe that much as a person. Um, yeah. Mainly because when Joe jumped up on stage over that, well, I'm going to kick your ass. So the guy who's trained his entire life as a martial artist that holds multiple black belts <laughs> and is built like a fucking tank is going to fight the scrawny little Mexican comedian who's probably never been in a fight in his life and then probably think not. anybody thinks he's an actual badass? Come on, dude. Like, There's nobody in the world that thinks Carlos Mencia is going to kick Joe Rogan's ass. Right. Carlos Mencia doesn't think he would kick Joe Rogan's ass. So at that point, you're just being a fucking bully, you know. Right. And what do you, well, I'm sticking up for my friend Ari. Really? Ari's not a funny comedian. Ari isn't selling out stadiums. Ari has never had a actual stand-up special on any channel. So why are yeah. you defending the guy that essentially plays to empty fucking rooms? Okay, look. If you were defending Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr <laughs> or George Lopez, I get it. You defend that guy because he's a big-time comedian. You're defending a guy that's just a repugnant human being. You really are. Ari Gold is, to me, he's just a repugnant human being. So, um, And I'm sure I'll catch lots of hate for this. That's okay. Uh, all email can be... Uh, Sent to riot on the set media at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Anywho, dude, thank you for doing this. Um, hey, thank you. Yes, absolute blast. I will get with you because I definitely want to do a part two. Um, totally. When you have more time, and uh, you know, if there's ever any other list that you come across, or if you think of an idea, Hit me up about it, man, because uh, okay. that, that's the whole point of this is just to laugh and have fun and uh, be goofy. You know, I don't want this cool. one to be political or be serious. I want this one just to be very tongue-in-cheek, and um, that's why the titles, you know, are very the way I have them worded. You know, the 10 best guitarists not named Eddie Van Halen. Um, sure. Because obviously you name the top 10 best guitarists. Of course, Eddie's going to be at the top. It'd be, yeah, somewhere. You know, it, it, it'd be stupid not to have Eddie at the top somewhere, okay? So right. let's do the 10 best not named Eddie Van Halen or Randy Rhodes. You know, let's just get that out of the way. We're not going to name Eddie and Randy. And, you know, you got to think a little deeper than just sure. that, you know. Um, the My friend wanted to do the, you know, the 10 best white rappers. And I was like, okay, not named Eminem. And he was like, well, why do you got to throw that in there? I was like, one, because I can't fucking stand Eminem. And two, any person who makes a list of white rappers is automatically going to want to put Eminem at the top of that list. Right. And that's just bullshit because I've said this once. I'll say it a thousand fucking times. M not only is not the greatest rapper of all time, M is not even the greatest rapper in Detroit. <laughs> okay, he can't be the best in the world. He's not the best in his own city. He's just not. I was. I'll do a top ten list of of rappers from Detroit that are better than Eminem. I don't even need anybody's input. In fact, I think I'm going to record that uh, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> um, this is John Messiah. Where do they find you, dude? I mean, like, um, if they want to uh, send a friend request or anything like that. Truth Council. See, find us on Facebook and Spotify and all those uh, digital platforms and all that stuff. 
and yeah, that's where you can find me, the Truth Council. Nice. Uh, so Truth Council um, uh, band, you can find them there. And um, again, thank you for doing this, dude. We'll uh, we'll hook up again real soon. But uh, we're gonna wrap this up. This is the ending of episode number two of the Ish List. Come on. Hold on. Why not freaking my... Dude, what the hell? Dude, my mouse is...